today and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. So good. So good to be here. So good to be with you. Terry and I are looking forward to the next whatever number of weeks it might be that uh, we have the privilege of uh, filling in for your past week. We are really looking forward to being here and, you know, later if you've got a Bible, uh, maybe we go to Psalm 145 today. I just want to follow that that at this time um, in our in our you know the calendar of the year with Anzac Day that we actually reflect on some of these things. Uh, you know, we've got great organisations like Legacy that are doing things in our um, in our nation so that we do not forget what's happened. And you know, it's just as Terry said, it's so appropriate that we don't ever forget what. What price was paid for us to be here, hey? But also, as Terry said, what our responsibility is for the next generation. We are stewards of our time. We are, God has placed us. You know, I'm often enamored by passages of Scripture that says, God actually planned for me. He actually thought about me. He thought about when to put you and I on the planet. The Bible's pretty clear. Before time began, He planned for us. He created us. He said, he said, I plan good works for Noosa COC. I plan for every one of you, including myself, that at this time and in this season, we would live and we would make our mark. And I want to encourage us today to be a people that get some faith in our hearts to, to respond to that. Pretty hard in the 21st century because everything is a lot, or a lot of things are about me. You know, about 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 the, all the things I can have, all the things I can accumulate, all the instantaneous gratification that I can get in this world. And, and look, I partake of most of those things, so I'm not against them. But I just get reminded as I get older that it's not about what I consume or gather. It's about what I pass on that becomes more important. I sort of had a bit of a chuckle to Terry there, sort of at the announcement time. We fit into that picnic this afternoon, you know. I mean, I need to apologize for anybody that's been here for a long time when we were pastoring here because we used to call the seniors the over 50s. That's when we were brash young 30-year-olds. I mean, I apologize to any 50-year-old. Apologize to John and Val down here because, you know, they're a little over 50. We used to have these seniors ministry. I'm thinking, what, what, a, what a brash young idiot I was, you know, because I know that I'm 40-something now. I might end up in the picnic this afternoon. I don't know what I'll... But, but, but the point is this. It's, about, it's not about what we can assume and consume. It's about the difference we can make for the generations that are, that are coming after us. We often look for... You know, there's a difference between an inheritance and a legacy. And an inheritance is what you leave for somebody. My poor kids, they ain't getting much. I've left it all to my grandkids. But an inheritance is what you give to someone, what you leave for someone, and that's admirable. But a legacy is what you leave in someone. And you know, as Terry was just preparing and we were talking about what she was going to share there, I looked at those, those four pillars of courage, sacrifice, mateship, and endurance. And, and I thought, you know, the Aussie soldiers didn't know they were doing it. But they were not just leaving those things for us. They were leaving them in us. 
I believe the reason that this marks us and, 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 and inspires us so much, because I looked at those four pillars, I cried when I saw the photos. That, that, that it inspires me, that there were generations of people that went before me that, that didn't know me, but left something, not just a country for me, but a DNA in me. And I believe that what God, I, I want to challenge, I don't care if you're young or old in this place, if we leave, you use the rest of our lives, not just what we can accumulate and leave for, but what we can leave in people that we impact. I believe that, that the destiny of this church is to leave something in this community. Not just to have a, a church that has a lot of people in it, but that we can actually mark the spirit world. We can actually see people's lives change, that we can leave Christ in the heart of people that are, that are hopeless and without Him today. How many people believe we can rise to that? That we're a people that don't just live for us, but we look to live in us. The Bible says this in the, in the Psalm 145, verse 4. It says, One generation shall command your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. One of the most challenging thoughts in the Bible for me is that God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I love seeing the young kids in church. The first place I visited here this morning was Kresh. I'm bringing my two-year-old next week to wreck the place. I mean, I love it that we can see. You know, I, I looked this morning at, at, up on the stage, Jess Miller. Is it Miller now? I went over and met her here this morning. She said, you don't remember me? I said, do so. I do so. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's not about Jess, all right? She's up there playing keyboards up here. You want me to play keyboards for you? No, you don't want play. I nearly apologized to Robin as he sat next to me this morning. I said, close your ears. But here's Jess up there playing on the keyboard. First time I came to this church was in the old building, the, the upstairs up there. It was about 1989, something like that, 1989, 1990. And Jess's mother was up there. We had two musicians and playing an acoustic guitar, singing, believing God that we could build the church that she could have a part to play in building a church that would touch a community. And I just looked at Jess this morning, and it's not about the gift of playing music that she left. It's the gift of serving God that she left in another generation. And now Jess has got her own kids. And I just think that's awesome. Hey, I think I focus on this stuff because I'm just getting old, you know. I've got grandkids now. But, 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 but I mean, what, I, as you look around, I look around people that I know, and, and, and I see, I muck around with Dwayne and Chrissy up the back. Man, I was at their wedding. It's just unbelievable. But, but, but we've got to capture this whole thing. What, what, it's not what we're leaving for the next generation. It's what we're leaving in the next generation. You don't have to be old to participate in this. If you're in Christ today, you've got something you can leave in other people. I don't care if you're two or 102. You've got something. You've got Christ in you. And we want to leave Christ for this next generation. Amen. I love what, what, what Winston Churchill said. I'm a bit of an old, you know, I love Winston. Let us build wisely. I think this is up there. Let us build wisely. Let us build surely. Let us build faithfully. Let us build not for the moment, but for the years that are to come. And to establish here what we hope to find above, a house of many mansions where there will be room for all. 
I just love that spirit, hey. That spirit of sacrifice, that spirit of courage, that spirit of endurance that'll say, hey, we're not building for the now. It's not all about what I can get. It's what's going to last and live after we're here. And I just want to encourage us today as we, as we just reflect on, you know, I'm watching a football match on Friday night and I'm starting to cry at the old, the last post, you know. That, does that get anybody else here? I mean, I just, I look at it, my God, it goes on for a long time too, hey. I always used to stand up halfway through it, you know. But, but, but I, I look at it and I say, man, it's, it's not just about me anymore. It's about what God wants to leave through me in other people. There's a guy, you might know him, or you might know of him. He's a guy called King David. He's a guy that, that, that gets a little bit of a mention in the, in the, throughout the Bible. You know, he's a bit of a big deal, this David. You know, like the, the, the New Testament opens up and it talks about the genealogy of Jesus Christ. The son of David. The son of Abraham. Anyone else here mentioned in the Bible? Like David's a big deal. But I want to tell you something that the most impacting thing for me about King David is not about what he did, but what he left. I want to have a look at it this morning and just go through this, this thought of legacy about what David did to set up and pass on for the next generation. The Bible's pretty clear in the book of Acts. It says that, that, that David served his own generation by the will of God. But I've just added a bit. David didn't just serve his generation. He set up the next one. And I want to be a person and I want us to be a people that don't just serve the generation we're in. We set the next one up. Have you noticed there's a lot of rubbish going on in the world today? Have you noticed that the way the world thinks has just gone crazy? I mean, I'm not going to even address the issues. They're all in the press, you know? All this gender confusion and all this. My grandkids have got to grow up in that. And I've made a decision. Terry and I have made a decision that we will be a voice in their lives to, to, to rid them of the confusion that they're, being, that they're being brought up in so that they've got something solid to stand on. I, I, I want to appreciate every parent here today and grandparent here today who are here and have their kids here. Because you're setting up something, you're setting stability up, you could be at the beach. Couldn't you? Anybody, anybody here not got a busy life? We could be a lot of places, couldn't we? But we're here. Why are we here? Because we believe in certain things. We believe that we can set another generation up. We can bring our kids. We can, you know, we can, we can, we can gather. I don't know how many kids you've got, Jamie. Yeah. You've got three kids. I mean, I imagine Sunday morning is pretty hectic, you know? You know, the temptation to stay in bed, maybe. The temptation to let the kids stay at home. But no, 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 no. There's a greater price here. There's a greater reward here at being able to invest in the next generation. David did a lot of good stuff. You know, anybody here killed a bear with your bare hands? Steve Apparano ever come here anymore? Killed a bear with my bare hands. You ever heard Steve Apparano do that? You need, to, you need to ask him to do that for you. You know, anybody killed a lion with their bare hands? Anybody got a slingshot and, and, and slayed, slayed the enemy of the whole nation? Anybody slayed tens of thousands? David's a pretty big deal. 
But you notice that coming towards the end of his days, we find in 1 Chronicles chapter 22 some thoughts that, that David has about the next generation. And I want, to just, I want you to come with me here today because I just see a little bit of a shift in David of, of shifting about all of from the things that he could accomplish to the things that the next generation would accomplish. Who's with me today? 1 Chronicles chapter 2. Chapter 22, I'm sorry. As I said before, David did a lot of great things, but there was one thing he had in his heart to do that he never got to do. He always had a heart to build the temple for God, didn't he? And we all know the story. We'll read it in a minute or two. But, but, but God came to David and said, Hey, David, you're not going to do it. I put it in your heart or... or David says, I always had it in my heart to build a temple for the Lord. You would have thought he did enough, eh? But he said, the thing I had in my heart to do was to build a temple for the Lord. The Lord came to him and said, you're not going to do it. You know, if I've got something in my heart that I want to do, and I get told I'm not going to do it, my attitude sucks. My attitude is, I sulk. And none of you are like this. I live on the Gold Coast. We're like that down there. I, 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 I spit the dummy. I say, well, give it to someone else then. I'll go and do something else. I'll just go and wail somewhere or I'll go and sulk for a while. I look at this passage of Scripture where David is mentioning this and, and, and David's attitude is totally different. And I want you to understand why, because it wasn't about David. It was about what God wanted to do. And it says in verse 1, it says, David said, Here shall be the house of the Lord God, and here the altar of burnt offering for Israel. David commanded to gather together the resident aliens who were in the land of Israel, and he set stone cutters to prepare dressed stones for for, for building the house of God. David also provided great quantities of iron for nails, for doors of the gates, and for the clamps, as well as bronze in quantities beyond weighing, and cedar timbers without number, for the Sidonians and those people brought great quantities of cedar to David. It is said that David left an inheritance of 5,000 tons of gold and 50,000 tons of silver that he put into something he wouldn't even see. Amazing, eh? But the thing is, it's not about even the material he provided. Thank God he cleared the land. Thank God he gathered the materials. Thank God he did all that. But for me, it's the spirit with which he does it. He doesn't sulk. He doesn't, he doesn't say, well, it's not about me. He says, it's got to happen because it's for the good of the people. It's for the good of the future. It's for the good of the next generation that we actually build this thing. He goes on. David had to go from, I've written here in my notes, he had to go from conqueror to investor. And I've just found that I'm maybe just getting into a season in my life that maybe this is why it speaks so much to me, is that I've got to move from the person who does it to the person who invests for other people to be able to do it. It says in verse 5, I love this. If you catch no other verse today, catch this verse. 
because it catches what I want to say. For David said, Solomon, my son, is a young brat who knows nothing. He makes so... You ever notice how many mistakes young people make? Solomon... Oh, yes, someone's saying this. Someone's... Yeah. Solomon, my son, is young and inexperienced. He doesn't have it all yet. And the house of the Lord, sorry, the house that is to be built for the Lord must be exceedingly magnificent and fr- uh, of frame and glory throughout all the lands. I will therefore make preparation for it. So David provided materials in great quantity before his death. I mean, catch the spirit of this. Solomon's young. He's got, obviously, God's already told David that Solomon is going to be his successor. But David says, he's a young idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. It's like Dwayne Potter up the back there. He still sits up the back of church. Goodness me. He's got to be in the front row. I'm going to get him in the front row by six weeks. Who reckons I can get Dwayne Potter in the front row in six weeks? You watch him. He'll creep forward here. Doesn't matter where you sit, okay? I've got to pick on someone. John's too old. David says, it's not about me. It's about making sure the future generation has whatever it needs to extend the kingdom of God. It's a bit like the legacy. It's a bit like the soldiers. It's a bit like, it's a bit like the, the, all those that have gone before us to see us have what we have today. And he goes on and he says this in verse, wherever it is, seven. For David said to Solomon, my son, I had it in my heart to build a house to the name of the Lord my God. But the word that the Lord came to me saying, you have shed much blood and have waged great wars. You shall not build the house to my name because you have shed much blood before me on the earth. I want to be like David. I want to live like, it doesn't matter who does it, let's just get it done. It doesn't matter who gets the glory, because at the end of the day, it's God that gets the glory. It doesn't matter whether it's you or your son or your grandson. It's a matter of passing on and investing in others so that the work of God gets done. I love the Spirit. It must be exceedingly... He sort of says, I've worked my whole life for this thing. Hey, Solomon, come here, you little... I've worked my whole life for this thing. Now you go do it. And I'll make a way for it to happen. I feel like I'm talking to old people like me. But you've got to hear my heart, I'm not. Every person in this place has a deposit of something that you can put into other people. You know, I want to see people flow through that door and find Jesus Christ. That's what I want. I've had a part in the history of this place. and, And our heart, why did I come to this church? I come to this church when it was a few people. But I come to this church because I want to change the world. 
I come to this church because it had a message for people who didn't know Jesus Christ. I still remember the old vision statements like it was like it was yesterday, you know. But my heart is that people come through there and find Jesus. But you know something? They're not going to do that because we have great services. I, I don't want to burst your bubble. People at the beach today, don't, don't, they're not even thinking about what we do in places like this. Let alone thinking, maybe I'll wake up next Sunday and go to one of those places. They don't even know what we do here. They think we're all crazy. We are. But you, you have a deposit in you that you could touch other people who don't know Jesus with. If you know Christ in this place, you have him living in you. Work that one out, all you theologians. Jesus, if I was Jesus, I wouldn't pick Gary Hurrigan to live in. But he did. He died. He rose. He sent his spirit. We are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. And it's not that this temple needs to be exceedingly glorious and magnificent. It's that these temples that carry the power and the Holy Spirit and the redemptive message of Jesus Christ, that we take this as stewards and we can impart it. We can leave a legacy We can take that which Jesus has given to us and just like the soldiers, we can set up a legacy for a city or a nation or nations where people can come to know the saving power of Jesus Christ. That's what God's put in us to do. And the church needs to get out. I love the walls of the church. I spend a lot of my life in them. But there's got to be a season that we take the life that Christ has given us And we say, God, it's not just for us. It's to to, to leave a legacy in my children and my grandchildren, both natural ones and spiritual ones, that I would share my faith, that I would take, that I would live a life of courage. Anybody love going and sharing their faith with people you don't know? Takes courage. Anybody ever feel like you just want to keep in your own zone and not speak to anybody else? I do that on planes all the time. God puts weirdos next to me. God never, li- I sh- I, you know that prayer you pray? God, give me, a, give me a spare seat. I even go online to try and book a spare seat. How selfish. When, when, when someone sitting next to me could just need me to take a deposit of which God has put in me and share it with them so I can leave a legacy that may go on and may go on. And may go on. I'm going to have to just wind this up because I've got 54 more points here. But look, I'm going to just go. I've got a slide up here. Can you put those points up here? I think maybe we'll go over a couple. Well, yeah, yeah, have a look at this. Now, this is, I'm not going to teach you this. But you go through this passage of Scripture. I've just listed some things David did. David made preparations in his own life. You know why Solomon followed God? Because David followed God. You know, the best legacy you can set up for your kids and for those around about you is to follow God. To love him with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. To be prepared. See, it's not just about... You can't give what you don't have. 
So David enriched his own life. Never, never. He was the greatest king in all of Israel. He developed his own life. What's the next one I've got up there? He charged, challenged. No, 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 not the next line. God, goodness me. Nathan Searle. Inverell Ite. You know, you've got the, the Perizzites and the Cherizzites and all. There's, there's Inverellites. <laughs> I met that man in Inverell. I don't know what I was saying then. David, charge, challenge. You've got to believe in the next generation. That Solomon is young. He doesn't know it all yet. But hey, let's believe in him. Someone believed in me once. Someone believed in you once. Let's, you know, let's forget about whether it's messy or not. If you're going to let people do things, it's going to get messy. Let's believe in people. Let's support people. He saw potential in Solomon before Solomon did. He sought the help of God for Solomon. He prayed for Solomon. He taught Solomon the things of God, and he sought the help of other people for Solomon. Just just as you go through the passage in 1 Chronicles 22, you see, and this is what my guess I'm trying to get to this morning, the investment that David made to leave something in. The next generation. And verse. Look at this. I've just gone through 10 pages of notes in one second. Chapter 23, verse 1. Have a look at this. When David was old and full of days, like John Fuller and Vel Smart, he made Solomon the king over all of Israel. You know, it sort of makes sense to do it. But it's not common that we do it. Because most of us are consumed with our own problems, our own generation, all the things that we've got to achieve on this planet. And maybe on Anzac Day, if we can just take a minute or two and say, hey, God, thank you for all the things that we get to do and we get to enjoy. But let us remember that it's not just about us. It's about what's going to follow us. And and I'm I'm talking to the converted. I just want to encourage you to keep doing it. You're here today. We always preach the messages to the church, and they're the ones that are doing it. But, But I want to encourage you today. You will not always see the reward for the sacrifice that you give. But in the, in the realm of the spirit, in the eternal realm, God sees. And God knew Solomon before David did. He knew what he was going to do. You may not always see it, but God knows what he's, what he's doing. God knows what's coming after us. But here's the thing. I said it's not all that common. David was the only king in all of Israel that was alive to appoint the successor to his throne. God had to find the rest. The previous generation didn't invest in the rest. Most of them made a mess of things, actually. But David, before he died, determined that even though I've had some things in my heart to do, and I will do them to the best of my ability, I also have something as, or more important, is to leave a legacy for the people who will live after me. One more passage. Have a look at this. 
looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher or the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy, anybody think the cross was fun? wasn't about fun. It was about what was to come. That was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that we may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Looking unto Jesus the author of your faith. Fantastic to celebrate and remember the sacrifices of the soldiers who set up for me a country to live freely in. But how much more consider the Son of God the Father of the Son of God, who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, that He may also give us freely all things. It's a solemn moment. Looking, looking church, looking Nusha, Looking, it means considering, it means to, to dwell on. Look, look to what Jesus has done for us so that we don't grow weary of doing it for others. Maybe you're here this morning on this Anzac weekend and, and you, you don't know Christ. You don't know what I'm talking about when I talk about salvation. You don't know or you've never experienced what it is to be free on the inside. You may not be free from all of the external things, but free on the inside, free from guilt, free from from sin, free from, 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 from all the internal grief that you feel because you know your life's not been right. See, there was a price that needed to be paid. There was a price that was paid for our freedom in our country. There was a price that was paid for our freedom in our spirituality. And Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to earth. He was the Son of God. He was equal with God. He was God Himself, and He came to earth that He might be the sacrifice needed for you and I to go free. The people at Isharava paid a sacrifice for you and I to go free, naturally. Jesus Christ paid a sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice for you and I to go free from the punishment of our sins, for the wrongs that we have done, free from the things that have separated Him from us. And I'm here today to declare that freedom to you. You don't have to pay for it. It's been paid for. You don't have to die for it. You don't have to be punished for it. Someone else got punished for it. His name was Jesus Christ. All you have to do is believe. All you have to do is receive. All you have to do is confess that Jesus Christ, I believe you're the Son of God. 
I believe you died on a cross for me, and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. That's all you have to do today. Maybe you're in this place and you realize you're far from God. You know, by faith today, by believing today, you can come to know Him. You can come to receive the benefit of the sacrifice He made for you on that cross 2,000 years ago. Why don't we close our eyes here this morning? Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every person in this place. I thank you for every person's salvation in Jesus' name. And Lord, there may be people here that don't know you. There may be people here that are far from you. There may be people that aren't free on their inside. There may be people here that that don't know about their eternity. Lord, right now, by the power of your Holy Spirit, touch their hearts. I bring them good news this morning. Not just good news of soldiers dying, as magnificent as it was, but good news that Jesus died for you. Maybe you're here this morning. You say, Gary, I receive that. I need to receive forgiveness for my sin. I need to receive relationship with my God who's in heaven. I need to be restored. If that's you this morning, raise your hand right now. Just as I look across. Salvation's here for you. Someone paid the price here for you this morning in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Father, as I pray, I pray for us as the church. Lord, I thank you for all we've got. I thank you for all the gifts that you've given us. But Father, on this weekend of remembrance, I pray that you would help us in Noosa be a people that not only enjoy what you've given, but commit to leaving a legacy in the community, and in the generation that is to come. In Jesus' name. Why don't we stand this morning? We're going to worship God for a minute. I'm going to hand back to the musicians, and I imagine we're going to close the service, if that's the way things are done in Noosa here. We're going to have a ministry team out the front to pray for you. But listen, this morning, as we just prepare to leave, don't make this just a message. Terry's return from PNG, I didn't even go there and it touched me. David, as I read his life, didn't see himself as anything insignificant. He saw himself as one with the responsibility. Take what he's got. Give it to others. Why don't we be a people to do that in Jesus' name? Let's give him a great hand this morning.